The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. Hey guys, welcome back to the Buff Hub on Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and I am super excited about today's topic. We're going to be talking about, is 2020 a make or break year? So really quick, let's get into three things that happened just recently uh, going into this week that uh, obviously are hot topics about the Buffalo Bills. You got AJ Epinesa lining up at multiple positions on the defensive line. I'm super happy about that. I think it's really good for his development and it's really good for us to figure out where to plug him in, especially for situational football. You want to be able to have a guy who's versatile, right? So then we also have Josh Norman injured his hamstring. His return is uh, to be determined. He did that. I believe it was after he intercepted Josh Allen and the ball got punched out by Stefan Diggs and then he hurt his leg as Stefan Diggs came down on his leg. And the last thing was uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports uh, is looking to buy the naming rights to the Buffalo Bills Stadium. A lot of people had a lot of interesting things to say about that on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think the name would be cool. I, I'm not very, I haven't really digested the idea just yet as at large, right? But, um, uh, you know, interesting. But was it just a publicity stunt, right? Um, so, you know, we're going to get into just the main topic, though, today, guys. I wanted to cover those three things really quick. Um, so is this a make or break year? Think about it. 2019 was a very interesting year, very exciting year. And in review, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It's tough not to be critical at this point because we know where we want the Buffalo Bills to be. We know where we want Josh Allen to be. We know where we want the offense to be. But it's it's tough to demand so much off of a unit that has quite honestly not developed a very strong identity just yet, right? So in total, they had 314 first downs. Their third down conversion rate uh, it was 76 out of 212. <laughs> they were 8 for 18 on fourth down. Total offense yards was 5,283. Total rushing yards I want to get into was 2,054. That's pretty cool. Like that we're still running the ball effectively, right? Passing yards, you're at 3,229. But let's go down a little further. Uh, our sacks were at sitting at 44. Our field goals, uh, 22 for 28. This is what I care about a lot, though. Our time of possession. And what are we doing with it? What are we doing with the time of possession we have? Right, so you look at 
are are we gaining most of that time in inopportune times of the game, right? Ah, we could have, you know, stomped our, you know, our foot on their throats a long time ago in this game, and now we have a bunch of time of possession, and oh, it's always coming down to the wire. I know whenever I would grow up watching Bills games, my dad would just get so anxious because whenever we would have the ball for a good amount of time, it's just like, oh man, I really hope something doesn't go wrong. I really hope something doesn't go wrong. And, you know, last year, I felt like we had a lot of those games against very good teams with very good quarterbacks. A lot of people will say this and that about Lamar Jackson, but quite frankly, he deserves to be respected as the MVP. He is a dangerous quarterback, and I'm sure a lot of Bills fans wouldn't mind him to run our team, right? But who we have right now at quarterback is raw. He's good, but he's raw. And what we have in the front office is, I believe, a proven front office now. There's a reason we re-signed Sean McDermott for six years. (laughs) We extended him for six years, guys. He's in it for the long haul and so are the Buffalo Bills. You don't make the playoffs two times by mistake. With what we had, he made it work. Now, we have a really good coach with really good players with an unproven quarterback. How are the chips going to fall? Right? This this is the big question. We have all these chips now, right? (laughs) So I live in Vegas and obviously gambling is a big thing. But you know, when you have a lot of chips, it's very deflating when you bet 80% of your chips and you lose it all. (laughs) Right? So this is something that I feel like the Buffalo Bills are dealing with. We're almost gambling at the quarterback position. But he has proven himself in certain ways that Bills quarterbacks in the past, let's just say in the last 15 years, have not done. Brand new to the team, in his second year in the NFL, makes the playoffs. For the Buffalo Bills, that's a big deal. And, you know, with what we have right now, I look at our situation and I really do believe we are in position to probably build a dynasty if we win a playoff game this year. We have to do that. So that's my centralized point of, is this a make or break here? For me, if you're going to ask me, I think it is. Because you have a lot of personalities in the locker room expecting to get contracts, are doing really well on the field, And if we cannot win a playoff game, we're going to look just like the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis stayed in Cincinnati for a very long time. Quite frankly, what else did you want the Bengals to do? Just jump ship after this guy is consistently making the playoffs? They're just not winning a playoff game. In my opinion, I think the playoffs are a completely different season. I personally think there are teams that don't care if they make it in at 9 and 7. Make it in at 10 and 6. They just want to get in. 
because they've won games before at nine and seven and ten and six. Hint, hint. New York Giants won two Super Bowls <laughs> with not an amazing record going into the playoffs. Some teams play really well with their backs against the wall. I don't know if that's the Buffalo Bills, though. What we've seen time and time again is, yes, we had a great season last year. You don't, you don't go 10-6 and six by mistake. And, you know, what I see with the Buffalo Bills is a stigma, if you will, of we cannot win in pressured situations. So how do you break that? Because up top, we're doing an amazing job. The talent is there. It's the situational football right now that we're struggling with. I had a really big discussion with uh, my brother that (laughs) we got into what went wrong against the Texans. I'm going to tell you what went wrong. We could not get separation on the offensive side of the football. Yes, there's a lot of hoopla about the offensive line didn't protect well enough, whatever have you. You also can't take away that the Houston Texans are really good, were a really good team going into, going into last year and going into the playoffs. And what we had on the offensive side of the football was a very raw situation of Josh Allen and Duke Williams trying to win the football game. Drops the ball, Josh Allen throws in a, you know, a beautiful pass that everyone thinks, oh, you look back, Stephon Diggs would have caught that, we would have won, hands down. But the entire game, I struggled at just not understanding what it was going to take for our receivers to get open. Are the plays we're calling just not allowing them to get open? Are they, are they, are they slow out of their breaks? Are we putting the football... You know, pressuring Josh Allen to throw football in places he's not comfortable throwing the football yet. Look, I take what uh, Cole Beasley said pretty seriously coming out of training camp just recently. He said he's throwing the football in places he really wasn't comfortable throwing the football before. That says a lot. That says he's growing. That says he wants to grow. And hopefully he doesn't get judged harshly if those throws don't go his way, at least he's going to try them. That's fine. But this is a make or break year. For me, I, I we have to make it. How do we make it? Just win a playoff game. I'm cool if we don't go all, all the way to the AFC Championship. Just win a playoff game. That's what we need. How do we do that? Well, we need to win our division. We need to do it convincingly. One or two games lost in the division. All right, fine. One or two games. But we cannot scrape our way into the playoffs this year because it would be absolutely embarrassing and quite frankly, unacceptable. Losing Tom Brady out of our division is a big deal. He has dominated the Buffalo Bills for close to over 20 years. Now he's gone. 
There's no excuses now. Miami's rebuilding. The Jets need to restructure their entire team. And honestly, New England is just one new quarterback away from having another dynasty with Bill Belichick. I respect Bill Belichick that much. I know he can do it. I do believe, I stand on the principle that we need a great coach to build a team, not the other way around. And that's exactly what Sean McDermott stands upon. And that's why we had to trade away all those players. Because honestly, when they saw a brand new coach just waltz in from Carolina, (laughs) they automatically clashed. This is a fact. In life, in anything, right? If things are just going so absolutely horrible, sometimes you need to really hit rock bottom. No matter how talented you are, no matter how many resources you have, because your foundation may be unstable. Fixing the foundation fixes the longevity of a situation. Thankfully, the Pagulas got that right because the previous owners did not. They couldn't figure it out because they were poor at investing into their team. They didn't know how to invest. They got really lucky with Jim Kelly. And just like any other time, the Buffalo Bills, even recently in history, right, have got great defensive players, a really good running back, an amazing running back. And let's just imagine the Buffalo Bills don't get Jim Kelly. They'd be in the same boat that the Buffalo Bills were just in before Josh Allen. Having a quarterback is huge. But if you don't have a coach and an owner on the same page, which is what they had in the 90s, you're not going anywhere. This is why Marv Levy was so amazing. He was the only coach in Buffalo Bills history, in my opinion, that really knew how to deal with Ralph. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are really well at dealing with each other to win games. Plain and simple. You do what you got to do. I'll do what I got to do. I'll stay out of your business. And that's what you want. You want to be able to respect what each other do and understand the boundaries. So, If we're looking at our current situation, the pressure has to be there to win a playoff game, not to just get back to the playoffs. Because when your division is weak, it gives you a chance, weaker, I would say. I wouldn't say they're absolutely weak. I think we can still lose to our division, guys. (laughs) The fact of the matter is we need to keep that bar high. 
Buffalo needs to be the place that when really talented free agents hit the market, they strongly consider, I can go here, I can win a championship here. I could be what they need. Josh Norman, in an interview, said that. I want to be a part of what's happening here. I feel like it's really good for my career at this point. I can win a championship here. I agree with him. Because if Josh Allen plays lights out next year, and we have a corner opposite of Tredavious White, who is able to play mano a mano with really great receivers, we win those close games. We win playoff games. So what I am honestly hoping for is that we gel relatively quickly as an entire team. I kind of feel bad for Josh right now because if you're looking at what's happening uh, in training camp, (laughs) he is having trouble against our defense because our defense probably just got way better. And we took a really strong hit at offensive line. AJ Epinesa is out there bulldozing people. Josh Norman is intercepting the ball. Mano Imano against Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs made him pay for it. <laughs> Look, I'm excited about our defense. But, man, it's been a long time since I've been really excited about our offense. Our defense, I think, is going to gel within the first two games. Our offense, on the other hand, I believe it's solely going to depend on winning the one-on-ones. We can have an amazing running game just like last year that really, you know, came out of the gate pretty strong after a couple of games. But quite frankly, we need to figure out how to build our identity on offense. I think that is a key. Aside from the other point of obviously winning a playoff game, I think I think that is the key to figuring out what we do going forward. We invested heavily into Stephon Diggs in the offseason, which is great. Now, what are you going to do, Dawson Knox? What are you going to do, Cole Beasley in the slot? New guys, Isaiah Hodgins. You going to keep winning in cover two, cover three, jumping over people in real life games? Gabe Davis, are you the guy that's going to get separation coming straight out of the gate? John Brown, you're going to make <laughs> Stephon Gilmore break his ankles this year? I hope so. It was a great play, although we didn't win that game. But it was a spark. It was a spark that we needed to try to get in position to win that game. And John Brown, quite frankly, did an amazing job in that game. Uh, it was the first time we played the Patriots where we had, I mean, a stellar deep pass play in a very long time. I think it was awesome. As Josh Allen got drilled, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there, right? Look, I think what we need to have is a strong red zone attack. I think that is the identity we need. I have been preaching the red zone, the red zone, the red zone, the red zone for so long. That's what the Buffalo Bills need to do. We are going to get down the field. 
We know how to get down the field. Josh Allen can use his legs. We got all the speed in the world. But that separation I'm talking about that we need to see needs to happen in the red zone. That's what we need. Just win in the red zone. If you're going to take anything from what I told you in this podcast, it's simply that. Let's win in the red zone. Because if we can win in a tight zone, we're going to have a freaking playground of a situation whenever we hit the rest of the field. In my opinion, that's one of the reasons I think Big Ben, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Andy Dalton, all these guys, they they figured out their game. It's because they figured out the red zone. They had players that helped them do that though as well. I'm going to finish off with these two examples. The end of the Ravens game and with 6.44 left, in the third quarter of the playoffs against the Houston Texans, Josh Allen getting sacked. So, in 2019, when we were facing the Ravens, we started surging back. Why, you ask? Well, it's simple. We got the ball to Cole Beasley in the red zone and started to figure out the red zone. We started figuring out how to attack them. And then at the end of the game, we had a chance to take it. And what ends up happening? We lose in the red zone. One-on-one, mano-a-mano, right after Josh Allen gets swirled around by cover zero, he doesn't know who's blitzing and who's going back into coverage, John Brown doesn't get separation enough on a 50-50 ball. The angle of the pass was really tough to distinguish, in my opinion. The velocity, I thought, was there. But (laughs) what else are you going to do in that situation? Well, that's when you need someone else to step up, right? What happens if we have a tight end who demands a double team instead of a tight end who's helping out to block? See, that is the difference in that game. That's also the big difference on why Tom Brady was so much better than other quarterbacks throughout his career. He always had a tight end who demanded a double team. Think about that. What happens instead of you having to pull your tight end in to block against cover zero? He ends up demanding a double team. You win those situations. That's just one way in my analysis on how to win those games. Now, let's jump into the playoff game. <laughs> The J.J. Watt sack against Cody Ford. A big player, big-time player, making a big-time play, coming off an injury. (laughs) It sucked to watch that play. Here's my analysis of what happened. Why did Deion Dawkins completely miss Whitney Merciless on the left side, and why in the hell are we in a bunch set at the 12-yard line? I don't understand how those two things happen. That formation, in my opinion, 
was very, just so ineffective. And that's something you do at the 40 or 45 to the 50, dude. Like, you don't do that in the red zone. Spread out your offense. Make their defense pick and choose instead of you trying to pick and choose on offense on where to go with the football. It's ridiculous. People ask me, what do you think was the make or break play of that game? I don't think it was a Duke Williams pass. I don't think it was the miss block when Josh Allen was pulling over to the right side. I think it was seeing Josh Allen getting shellacked with 644 left. You're up 13-0. You're in the red zone. And the play call, the situation was just, just one big fat question mark. Some people just say, you know what? It was just a great play by a great player. We got, I think we had great players on the offensive side. Why can't they make a great play? How do you get all the way down to the 12-yard line, I think it was exactly, and you don't execute, and you're up 13-0? Here's another question. Why was Josh Allen looking at the left side of the field? All you had was Dawson Knox double covered, and all you also had was Devin Singletary pulling on a wheel route to the outside. It was just very poor execution. You got three of your best weapons on the right side of the field. Look off one, throw it to the other. You don't have a lot of time. J.J. Watts surging from the other side. Deion Dawkins doubles the guard. Doesn't care about Whitney Merciless. No, that's fine. It was just, it was so frustrating to watch that play, man. We had such great momentum going into the second half. And that was the chance to seal the deal. This is how we seal the deal. We go from the bottom of the pack in red zone efficiency and get our butts at least into 11th or 10th place. But now that we're out of that, just rant. Let's focus on the silver lining, right? Stefan Diggs, dating all the way back into 2018, was and I believe still is, the third best wide receiver threat in the red zone. You can look it up. Not only just on that deep ball that we're so desperately wanting in the red zone, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you bring in a really good player. You get really high expectations. As much as everyone wants to put that underneath the rug and act like that's not there. It's there. You got Stefan Diggs, Josh. Dable. It's time. It's time to make all those plays you've been so desperately seeing and wanting to execute. To execute. But hey, Bills fans, anyone listening, there are a lot of interesting topics to still digest. And I'm super pumped for week one. And there's something different about my takes versus anyone else's takes. It's honestly that I am not a Buffalo Bills fanboy. All right? I'm going to call out the Buffalo Bills if they're playing terrible, if they're just slumping, and I'm also going to praise them if they do really well. And I see, even if it's small progress, I'm going to call that out too. Right? So those are my expectations going into next year. 
uh, for week one, I have a really awesome guest. I uh, found him off of YouTube. Uh, he's from Jet Central. And we're going to break down that matchup. And I want you guys to know this about the Buff Hub. This will be the Buff Hub's identity going into 2020. I want you to listen to this show before you watch any Buffalo Bills football game next season. I'm on Saturday for a reason. I want to be the guy that you go to whenever you're trying to figure out and break down the matchup. I want to be that guy for you. So a little background about me. I'm a work hard, play hard kind of guy. I'm in the military. I love it. My wife is also, we're both serving together. And I got a baby on the way. He's due to pop probably any minute now. And it's the most exciting time of my life. And I want you guys to know that every single weekend, I'm going to try to pour my heart out for all the Bills fans and any fan alike of the NFL who's going to listen to this show. I'm going to pour my heart out to make sure you get the best content possible going into the matchups for the next week. So thank you so much for listening to the Buff Hub again. I'm your host, Steve Vega. I can't wait to talk with y'all again. I can't wait for my guests. I'm going to get circling the wagons on here, Jet Central. And guess what? Next week, you get to meet my brother, Mario Vega. It's the guy that I go mano y mano with every single week on Madden. It gets pretty fiery. Our topics get pretty fiery. So you're about to see what the Vega brothers talk about next week, guys. I'm super excited about it. And if you haven't followed me on Twitter yet, you can follow me at the Buff Hub. I'll be there. I'm always on Twitter. So if you want to DM me, ask me some questions. If you want me to maybe bring you on the show sometime, hey, just shout me out. I'll message you. You message me. We become friends. That's that, baby. But anywho, guys, thank you so much again. I'll be here next weekend on the Buff Hub. Have a great rest of your weekend. And go Bills.